Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Come on, good morning. Turn around and tell your neighbors, say, I'm really glad you're here. Would you do that? Greet about two or three people. Tell them, say, I'm really glad you're here. <coughs> Amen. So glad you are here, man. Good to have you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 9 a.m. service this morning. On a cold morning. Amen. It's cold out there, ain't it? But uh, again, it's warm in here. The coffee's hot. So again, just glad to have you in here this morning. If this is your first time with us, we always want to pause and say, we're glad you're here and just tell you how excited we are that God sent you. So Faith New Church, would you let our first-time guests know you love them and appreciate them? Amen. Yeah, so, so good. So, so good. And I love it. We see second-time folks coming by and third for us. Just, it's just so good. Thank you for being a part. Again, once you drive on this campus, you're a part of this family, and we love you and so thankful. Our online family, again, so excited to have you this morning as well. Really wish you were in the room, but since you're there, we want to say again, welcome to you. And so glad you tuned in. Make sure you comment. If you're here for the first time, hit the New Here link. And um, man, again, just thank you for being a part uh, of this house. If you're new here, have not already received a, a gift from us, please stop by Connections. We'd love to meet you, give you a gift. Amen. Well, who brought their Bible to church on a cold morning? Amen. Come on. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, if you have yours, you, you, if you've been here for the last two weeks, you know where we're at this morning. We're in the book of Acts. And so if you have your Bible, turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Amen. Acts chapter 1. Yeah, and if you, uh, as you turn there, I just want to say uh, you can check out the YouVersion Bible app right now if you didn't bring a Bible. Uh, we use that app here. It's a wonderful way to just study God's Word. Click on more and then events there on that app, and you'll find actually a live event taking place. And so check that out. Uh, I do encourage you to share that, save that. It does not stay there in the docks forever. So um, again, unless you do that. But um, Acts chapter 1 Um, We finished at verse 8 last week. I want to pick up here at verse 9 this morning of Acts chapter 1. And it reads like this. It says, Now when he has spoken these things, the he here is Jesus we're referring to. Now when he has spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Um, If you look back in Matthew, you'll see that on the Mount of Transfiguration, there was a cloud that came down. I believe there could be, again, yet just a picture here of the glory, again, coming around the sun in that moment. And it says in verse 10, And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Hmm. Then he returned, then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet. Remember that name, the Mount of Olives, Mount Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room and where they were, uh, they were, they were staying. And Peter, James, John, and Andrew, 
Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. We'll pause there, and I want us to pray. And um, Would you do this with me? Would you join me in this prayer as we go to the throne room together? Father, we love you. Yes, God, we're honored, we're thankful, we're blessed to be in your presence, God, today, God, and we just thank you for your word. And Father, I pray it will come alive in our hearts today, God, and may each of us understand with, with greater passion, greater intensity, the importance it is, Father, of your return, God. And we just thank you for your presence in this place. We give you the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, would you say it? Amen, amen. Turn around and tell you never say, day 20, one more. Yes, I'm going to say one more. Come on, man. Do not miss tomorrow. Uh, again, if you can't physically be in the room, we know some cannot be here. We just know that does not work schedule-wise. But if you can be here, get here for, at 6 a.m. for day 21. We want to finish strong. Yesterday was an amazing day. This place was full, and it was awesome And what God is doing here. So, again, if you can make that, we would love to have you be a part of that. And if you have not yet been a part of this 21 days of prayer and fasting, it's not too late. You know, we got one day, bro. Yeah, no, no, just jump in. And, it, and I believe God will bless and, and move in your life. We've seen the protection of the Father this week over even families in our, our, this own, our own house. Again, we've seen the protection of the Lord. So again, I believe that he is at work through prayer and through fasting. Again, so come be a part of that. Amen on day 21. But I want to say this. We're going to jump back into, if you haven't been with us the last couple of weeks, we're in a series right now called Acts of the Church. And... Um, this is a deep dive into the book of Acts, and uh, as we study this book, if you remember on, on week one, uh, the Lord did kind of like, just kind of get my heart and say like, hey, slow down where you need to slow down, all right? Don't, don't fly through things that don't need to be just kind of just spent some time in. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to hang out in a certain area this morning, talk about some things. But the book of Acts, we see this book being so important because the church was formed there in the book of Acts. We see the beginning of some works of the Holy Spirit through the apostles that he's wanting to do today through me and you. Do you know what I'm talking about? We're talking about me and you continuing the work that, that these guys started here in the book of Acts. Now, last week, we looked at the promise of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. Anybody just in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he's like part of your life in every way. We, la- we learned last week that he is, a, he is our helper, he's our teacher, he is our conviction, he is the one who comes and guides us, he's our gardener. He is our power, amen. How many knows power in the Holy Spirit? All of those things are true. There's so many more things that the Holy Spirit does. And again, I just, may we never stop pursuing the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. But today I want to look at another thought here in the book of Acts that I truly believe that uh, is another, like, uh, I've been using the word game changer. I don't know. Is there a better word? Is there another better word than game changer? I'm open to it. Is there... Anybody? Anybody got anything better? Okay, a game changer. Are we going to stick with game changer? All right, we're going to stick with this thing. 
It's a game changer. Uh, because we, we saw week one that Jesus is alive. We saw last week the power of the Holy Spirit. We see something happen in our text today that I believe is so critical. This, again, we see this thing unfolding. And today I want to do this. I want to talk about the ascension of Jesus. The ascension of Jesus. Now, in our text, we see the lineup. Again, how we got to that moment. We see how we got to this place. Now, we know this. We just came out of Christmas. We came out of celebrating the fact that Jesus, again, comes to earth. That he's Emmanuel, my God with us. Like, he comes to be with us. And in and again, what a beautiful picture, again, we see of Christ coming to the earth. We see that he grows up. He lives a sinless life. And because of the fall of man, because of our sin nature, because of what we've done, he has to do this. He has to die. He died. He dies in our place for our sin. There has to be a sacrifice for sin. The wages of it is death, and he paid the wage. He paid the price. He paid that for us. And so, again, we see that Christ does this. Now, we celebrated. It was a game changer week one that Jesus, on the third day, got up out of the grave. Amen. How many know Jesus is alive still this morning? And we celebrate the resurrection here, oh, man, every day, every week, every time we gather. Now, after the resurrection, he hangs out 40 days. He reveals himself to many, the Bible says. He shows himself. So, again, this, this story, the, the history historical documentation. If you don't know, that's what the, do, the four Gospels are, the historical documentation. Like, again, if you want to know, like, man, how do you get to the historical documentations, how we learn so many things. And so, again, we see that there. He reveals himself, and then he does this. Before he goes, he reminds them, I'm going to send you another, the Holy Spirit. Again, we talked about him last week. And then he does something. He ascends to heaven. Now, I don't know, if it, I don't know what that looks like for you. Um, I want you, if you were to just close your eyes for a moment, just pause if you would, and try to get a picture of that in your mind. There's a, there's a documentary coming out of Jonathan Rumi, the guy who plays uh, Jesus, and they, so many people are saying, you're the face that I see when I think about Jesus, you know, and, and he's like, dude, I'm just a dude, you know, I'm just a guy, and, and so I don't know, maybe it's a Jonathan Rumi, but maybe, again, it's, it's, it's different than that, but I, I want you just for a moment, not so much to just focus on, again, the face, because it, it goes out of sight. A cloud surrounds him. And Jesus ascends to heaven. Now, you can open your eyes. Now, I don't know if this does to you what it does to me. And what I think could have possibly been happening in that moment, I believe that you could have had some of those disciples standing in there, there in that moment with their just like jaw mouth hanging open. Angel makes fun of me often. Uh, when we're, we're watching, watching something on TV, I, 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 I like, like documentary stuff, like historical stuff. I like stuff that like, 
I believe actually happened, and there's a documents that kind of like would talk about that. I get entertained by some of the fake stuff, but that, I would rather watch something that's, that's real but because, again, that's a historical fact. It, it, it's, it's wild to me. Like, we'll be watching some of those things, and she'll look over at me, and I'm watching it because I'm like, knew this happened. Like, this took place. Sometimes there's actually footage of it. Sometimes it's just a story being told, and I'm standing there just sitting on the couch like, And she's like, you should see your face. You know what I do? I'm watching for her to do it the next time. And I'm like, you should see your face. <laughs> marriage, it's called marriage. We just pray for us. Amen. But can you imagine for a moment? I, I don't want to rush through this because I, I went back and looked in 26 years of preaching the gospel. I've never preached a message. I've never heard a message where the focal point was on the ascension of Jesus. Maybe you have. Maybe like, man, maybe her multiples. I haven't, and I've listened to a lot of teaching. And I think it's so important because in this, and when we see this happen, there's some things that are taking place for the church that again, just as much as the resurrection, just as much as the promise of the Holy Spirit, those guys on Mount Olive that day who watch Jesus go up into the sky now are willing to lay everything down for that ascended Jesus. It's miraculous in itself, and, and it's amazing to think about. Now, you will hear me reference, it, reference the ascension of Jesus. I hope every Sunday I look for, um, for places in the message where I can talk about Jesus coming to heaven, giving his life, resurrecting from the grave, ascending to heaven and coming back. The ascension is part of the good news of Jesus. Amen. It's a part of the gospel message, and I try to get it in every message that I preach. But have we thought about the importance of the ascension? of Jesus. They, 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 again, this shifted some things in their minds and hearts. Now, I believe there are many, and I, I, again, reasons, again, that we can look at the ascension of Jesus and see why it's important. I want to give you a few this morning that he kind of put on my heart, and, the, and we see here in the scriptures today, first of all, one of the reasons the ascension of Jesus is so important for the church then and for the church now Because number one, it shows that Jesus completed his work here on earth. I don't know if we realize how important that is. I don't know if we have, if we have grasped the, the, the heaviness of, of understanding that that resurrected Jesus ascends to heaven signifying to the people there who are watching and signifying to me and you today that I have completed the work here on earth. Now, oh man, it's, it's amazing as we see this if you, if, you, if you realize that Jesus came to earth for a purpose, on a purpose, with a purpose, and just like you today, you're here today. God has placed you in this house. He's put breath in your lungs today on purpose, for a purpose. Again, you're no accident. Do you see that? You're no accident. 
But now we see something here. He is showing and revealing to us today. There's something so important. Now, there are like a lot of things in the text and scripture as we look at these things that would show, like in the, in the actual verses, over and over and over, he came to do this. He came to do this. This is the reason that Jesus came. So when we read this, and this is what I want to look at this morning in point one, I want us to look at these things that Jesus came to do and the ascension of Jesus reminding us that he did it. Okay, that's how I want us to see these passages. Like when we recognize that what we see here, now, you note takers, you're welcome because I didn't put the six things I'm about to give you quickly in the notes, all right? So these, that, if you're a note taker, you gotta write these down. The passages are in version for you. Uh, there's places in version to digitally do it or if you're writing in your journals this morning or whatever that looks like for you, these are not, these are not in there. But as we look at this thing, this thing, this morning, we see these things. This is what the ascension does. Reveals to us that Jesus did these very things. First of all, he came to do this, to do the will of the Father. Amen? Dramatic pause for those who are writing. That's what I'm doing right now. If you're wondering, like, what's Pastor? He's giving a dramatic pause in this message. So they can begin to write this down. He came to do the will of the Father. This is what we see. John chapter 6, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven. Now again, think about it. Why did he come? He went up showing he did it. Went up showing and reminding everybody there, I did what I, did what I came to do. He, so he says this, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Even in the crucifixion moment, as in preparation for that, in that garden moment, in his humanity, the the struggle that he was about to take on the entire sin of this whole world, he said this, he said, not my will, but your will be done. And so when we see this today, he, everything Christ did, everything he revealed to us, shown us through the ascension, it was done by the will of the Father. He was never in one moment outside of the time and outside of the will of God. Number two, he came to serve. He came to serve. Like this is again in, in Scripture, Mark 10, verse 45, red letters again, there's a lot of them to this last one. Verse 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served. So he's not saying, I didn't come down here so you could just serve me. Like this is, again, which is, I believe this though, I believe that's the reason he ascended. And I believe that's why he's coming again, and those are reasons to serve him. But he came to serve us. He did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So what does the ascension tell us? Pause. That he has completed that work. That this morning, each of us, he came to serve me and you. He came forthly to do this, to save the lost. Oh, man, this is so good. He came today, this third, uh, to, do, to save the lost. Luke 19, 9 and 10. Look at this in the house of Zacchaeus. He says this. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house. Like he came. This is why he came, to bring salvation to me and you. And to seek and to save, the scripture says, because he is also a son of Abraham, for the son of man has come. Here it is again. To seek 
and to save that which was lost. Terry Rogers. Insert your name. Because if you don't know, lost without Jesus. Lost without Christ. He came. And so when I think about him ascending to heaven, I begin to think about the fact that he did this and completed the work that I needed to be saved and to be sought out because I was lost and undone without Jesus. So when he came in this resur- the resurrection and ascension now shows this to us. He come also to do this for us. He came to give eternal life. Man, this is not temporary stuff we're talking about, eternity. He said in John 6, 51, that I am the living bread which came down. Think about it. So again, as we think about the ascension, that is reminder to us that he came. And one of the reasons was to do this. He came down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh. And he lays his own life down which I shall give for the life of the world. <laughs> so when I think about it, when just like he's ascending up, he's saying, I've completed it. I've done everything that I came to do. It's done. He came also to do this, to bring light to the darkness. <laughs> and he said it in John 12, verse 46, I have come as a light into the world. That whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Come on, lost, but in darkness. Lost and alone and in darkness. And now he does this again. He comes to bring light into my dark life. He comes to bring light into your dark world. And when he ascended to heaven, he said, I accomplished it. Sixthly, this morning, the last one. And I want to invite you to do this. I really would. I really would. I encourage you to do this. I know we're about done with this prayer and fasting, but you guys are radical, and you're just going to keep doing some of this stuff. You're just going to keep doing it. I know you. You know, probably not some of the fasting all the time, but you're going to be doing. You're going to be in the Word. You're going to be going after this prayer thing more, and and see the need for fasting. I believe that. I, I, I want to invite you to do this. I want to, I want you to email me some of the other things that you find that Jesus came to do. I believe there are others. I believe He wanted me to highlight these six. But I want you to find those, and I'd love for you to see them. I want to add them to my list, my study, my, my list that I have where I study these things. So if you find more that Jesus came to do this, and he did it, please send those to me. But I want to summarize it like this, the way, he, the way we see in Scripture in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. But John summarizes the work of Jesus so beautifully when he says this, He who sins is of the devil. Not that part. But for the devil has sinned from the beginning. But this is what we see, that for this purpose, the Son of God was manifesting, he came, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Do you understand that when Jesus was like, he had finished his work here. So that means he has already destroyed the work of the devil. 
So that means if the devil is working on you, that is outside of what Jesus came to do. Amen. That is outside of what right now, you, what God, he gave his life for, resurrected and ascended for. He completed the work that we need to walk in this thing today. So again, if sin has dominion over your life, Jesus resurrected, ascended to heaven and completed the work that needed to be done so that you can walk in freedom today, so that you can have this victory in Christ and as a promise in his word. So there is no reason this morning that as we look at scripture and we look and see what Christ did, and may we be reminded this morning so clearly that the ascension of Jesus told us and showed us that he completed his work here on earth for everything that we have need of in our life. Every struggle that we have, he completed the work. Every sickness in my body, he completed the work. Every struggle in my home, he's completed the work. Every barrier within this church of us moving forward, he completed the work. He destroyed the works of the devil while he was manifested here on earth. And the ascension, oh, it just reminds me. that he completed what he came to do. Oh, man, may we see your ascension different, Jesus. Oh, man, he completed the work here on earth. We also see this secondly this morning. (laughs) We see this, and this is awesome. This is super cool because we see that Jesus was doing this. He not only is like, I'm done here, but I'm not done up there. This is like, and you can look at this and you can hang out in a couple of different places. Like he was going to go there, intercede for me and you, pray for me and you, like be the advocate, be our representative. Like there's some things he's got to do there. One of those was what we see as scripture is this. The second point this morning is this. Jesus was going to prepare a place for us. Woo-hoo. Like he is like, now because again, I, I've, I've just I've been seeing this as I've been studying this thing, man. As I've been spending time in this series, again, we pulled back, slowed down in a couple of areas, and I'm, I keep having these highlight reels like in my mind. I can almost like see the disciples continually after Jesus was gone in that moment, like mouth hung open. But in conversations that they had. I feel like, again, in that upper room before the Holy Spirit comes, they were there for 120 in one room, hanging out, waiting on the Holy Ghost. They had to be talking about this stuff. And I feel like, man, they were sitting around saying stuff like, man, yeah, dude, he came and he's gone now. So what all was it he said? Let's make sure we write this stuff down so we don't forget it. You note takers, man, you're closer to Jesus than you realize, amen. So you, let's, let's write this stuff down so we don't, we don't forget it. And they started thinking about it. And, and I, I can almost like just see these guys hanging out, like looking at one another and talking about, remember that time when he said that when he leaves, he's going to go prepare a place for us? I read John 14 different now because in verses 1 through 6, he says this, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place 
for you. (laughs) And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will and will receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Now, I like Thomas, the only honest one in the room. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? I could just, I, I could see like Jesus saying this stuff, Peter, like, Amen. Not, not a clue what he was talking about. James in the back, come on, somebody. Old doubter, he's such, give him such a, honest Thomas is what his name should be called. And we need to change that, man. We need to flip that thing. Honest Thomas. Because he was preaching and he was speaking. Jesus declaring these things. Everybody else is in the room. Hey! John was up there like, I don't know what he said, but he loves me. Amen. I mean, that's cool. That's, that's, that is awesome, man, to think about that, John. I don't have a clue what he's talking about. He just loves me. That's all I know. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the love of Jesus? But Thomas was honest. And he said this to him. Well, that's good. But I don't know what you're talking about. And Jesus says this to him. I am the way. The truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Do we understand that heaven doesn't happen without the ascension? There's so many things they wanted him to hang around for. Last week, we learned again, one of those, by being the promise of the Holy Spirit. If I don't leave, I can't send the Spirit. All right, because uh, me and him are still tight right now. And like, it's just like, but when I get there, he's going to come here. He's going to be with you. But heaven doesn't happen without the ascension. Because he says, I'm going to go and to prepare this place. And man, I, I wish I could hang out here for about four hours. But we're not. We got another service at 11 o'clock. Amen. And you don't want to hear me speak that long. But can you think about all things being made new? When heaven comes, what he's preparing for us today, glorified bodies, no sickness, no disease, in the presence of the Father, being made new in him, no sorrow, no tears, there is no death. Do you understand the beauty of what heaven is going to look like? I I, I wish you can maybe in your mind right now picture the most beautiful thing that you've ever seen, the most beautiful place that you've ever witnessed. Like maybe it was like you went there, and maybe you stood there, and you looked up at the Grand Canyon and all this just vastness, or maybe you've sat on a beach, and you're like, man, this is the most beautiful place I have ever seen. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. It's not even entered to the heart. The thing that God has prepared for us, the beauty of what heaven's going to be, the glory that's going to be in that moment, in his presence throughout all eternity. And this is what's amazing. As you think about that beautiful place, as you kind of like to see yourself in heaven, and I hope you do, because, man, in that place, in the presence of Jesus, the most beautiful thing we'll ever see is Jesus. And he's going to say this, come, let me show you.
what I've prepared for you. What I've made, what, what is now yours. Now, the, the cool thing is, like, we're not going to have this f- little flesh sin struggle thing going on then. <laughs> oh, man, because I, I really feel like if that was a struggle, we'd be like, oh, dude, like, that kind of like you look at Jesus like, thank you, and then you just want to go joy all these things. And I believe we're going to enjoy for all those things for all eternity. Heaven's bigger and better than what we can even think in our minds. But we're going to see and behold the glory of the Son in full splendor. And He has done this for me and you. Prepare a place. I invite you this week to maybe read Revelation chapter 21 and 22 just to get glimpses. And just to see the beauty of it. And Jesus has done this. He ascended to prepare a place for us. Thirdly and finally this morning, the ascension of Jesus shows us this also. Not only again that he came and gave his life, resurrected from, and again took upon the sin of the world, ascended to heaven, but this is also a reminder. And again, the ascension has to happen for the return to be possible. Number three is this, Jesus is coming again. We don't talk about it enough. We don't think about it enough. And, and in this passage, verse 11 here of Acts chapter 1, one more time, he who also said this, men of Galilee, while you stand uh, gazing up into heaven, this same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you go into heaven. Like, do we understand this? The ascension of Jesus is offering this to us. It's offering another promise. The promise that Jesus gave of the Holy Spirit while he looked at them, while he spoke to them, the ascension up into heaven was a promise of this, a promise of his return that he will come again, that Jesus will come in full splendor. He's going to come in full glory. Now, this happened again. This, the, the Bible is just not just like a coincidence. I, that I can't ever read it and say, like, that's man-made. That don't even make sense. To have those amount of people over that amount of time come up with what we see in scripture would be impossible without the Holy Spirit and his words being spoken because I want you to see something. Where does how happen at? Acts chapter one. Anybody remember I said in our Mount of what? Mount of Olives. All right. I want you to do this in Zechariah in chapter 14. We'll go Old Testament for a moment. We see a prophetic word on the second coming of Jesus. Now, this is incredible because this is what we see here. In verse 4, it says, In that day, his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. This is cool because, listen, this is like radical stuff because that, those guys standing there, I believe angels from the Lord, as they look at those guys, they say, as you see him rise, he's going to come again. Like all this, it's going to be like, you just wait and see. And he says this in Zechariah, they will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west. 
making a very large valley. Half of the mountain shall move toward the north and half of it toward the south. Listen, I, 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 I feel fully as you read the book of Revelation about there being an earthquake when the, when the presence of Jesus comes and ascends back down to this earth. He rescinds here. He comes back to heaven. I believe that's what they're speaking about. There's going to be a shaking take place and the same place that Jesus ascended from, he is going to come back and stand upon and he's going to rule and he's going to reign in majesty and splendor in all the fullness of God and it's going to be different than we've ever seen didn't work before. You have to see that this is going to be different than what we've ever seen before. And I, I, I sense this, like I saw Matthew, I saw those guys standing there like when Jesus went up, mouths dropped open. But in that moment, the Bible says, every eye will see him. Every eye will see him. And when he comes, he's going to rule and he's going to reign and he's going to set right and set everything in order. And you have to, have to see this, like throughout the book of Revelation, you'll see this like 45 times in 22 chapters. It says he's a king, amen. And he's going to sit on a throne. He's going to rule and reign. And so that's who's going to come. We, we can't wrap our, our minds around this. I, I pulled out an old school song last night. I was working out and I just put this song on. I was reminded of these words. There's an old song called People Get Ready. And like, I don't know this, it's holy, but man, it's a goodie. And man, the words of that song was like, I could see this happening. The words of that song, it says, man, when he comes back, when he makes his return, he, he's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a broken man on a cross. He didn't stay in the grave and he's not staying in heaven forever. He's coming again. Jesus is coming again. And it shaped the lives of the disciples. It changed the hearts to those guys to where they say this, I'll lay mine down to Jesus. I'll lay my life down to. I'll give you everything you're worthy of, God. He's coming again. And the beauty today of we see here, man, when he comes, every eye is going to see him. And so do you understand this? Like, man, we've looked at this stuff like, man, 21 days. And man, what God is going to set in motion, the eternity of heaven. Do I, we can't grasp it. We cannot wrap our minds and our hearts around what eternity is. No, we, oh man, we, we, oh man, we use words like, man, like I, I think these 21 days, 20 days have smoked, bro, gone on the prayer side. Turtle dove, man. Turtle dove. They, they, if you wonder what a difference in a turtle dove and a regular dove is, Adam told me, he said, turtle doves fly slower. Amen. Than regular doves. You'll get that when you get home. Amen. You'll figure that out when you get home. But 21 days. Ah, this is ever. Man. But we see things in, in the word like eternity and eternal. I don't want to bust a bubble, but I want to, I want to, I want to close with it. And we see here in Matthew 25, 46, some important words about eternity. 
because I want us to make sure we see the ascension and what it meant and what it accomplished and the return, what it's going to bring to me and you, what that's going to do for us. But I hope those things drive us the way they drove Jesus, the way they drove these disciples who would stand up and preach truth in the midst of lies, in the midst of chaotic, a chaotic world, they would stand up and preach and declare the truth of Jesus and the return that he would come. But we see in Jesus' words himself in Matthew 25, 46, he says this, we see that same word, eternal and everlasting, same word there in the Greek. He says, and these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. We this morning, me and you today, we have a promise of eternal life with Jesus. The ascension is a great reminder of that. And may the ascension this morning be this for us also, a great reminder to be more vocal about Jesus, to be more bold about our faith, to be more, I mean, as excited about his return, to be more passionate to go out and see our neighbors and our friends and our loved ones come to the Jesus that we know and serve. Amen. May we have that passion today and may we do it the same way they guys did it here, willing to lay everything down. And I want you to stand with me. And as you stand, I want to read these last recorded words that I found of Jesus in the Bible. We have a, a, a picture in the book of Revelation where Jesus comes and he, he, he meets with John and he shows them this revelation of what is to come. And we see red letters at the end of our Bible. And in Revelation chapter 22, verse 20, he says, He who testifies of these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. May we make that our cry right now. Father, Lord, today as we stand in this place right now, God, and as we gather in this room, as those who are watching online right now, God, may the ascension of Jesus, may the promise of your return, Lord, today, God, drive our hearts towards you, God. Lord, may, may as we read the passages of Scripture, as we read your words in red, God, and Lord, may we see, Lord, that you came to do all of these things that you completed them. You completed them. And now you are completing a work in heaven for us. <laughs> I want you this morning, right where you're standing, to just, just ask the Holy Spirit today, God, I want you to speak directly to me right now. Yeah, speak directly to my heart. And the answer is, that you have to be honest, answer it. Just say like, what are you saying to me, Holy Spirit? And you have to answer right now and, and deal with what he speaks back to you. There's so man, you know him so well. You've gotten so much closer to him through these, these last 20 days. And you, you can sense, you have a sensitivity stronger than what you've had in the past. And I believe he's speaking to you, maybe saying something along that, that point number one. I accomplished that for you. Go after it. Go after every one of those promises right now. They're yours. Yeah, they're yours. For some, it may be like, man, I just thank you for what's to come, eternity in heaven. You've prepared a place. 
And I'm thinking, I, I hope and pray right now that point three this morning, that he's coming again, drives us, causes us to live differently. It changed the game in the early church. I mean, it changed the church today. Your return, Lord. As this worship team gets ready to minister in one last song, we want to pray if there's any need in this room. It does not matter the need. It is not too small or insignificant. It's not too great that my God can't move in it. And so I want you to do this this morning. If you have a prayer need in your life, we are a praying body of believers. We love it. We believe it. We want to care for one another. And we want to be obedient to what God's word says. So we open up our altars here every time we gather. So I want to ask you right now, if you have a prayer need in your life, if you would do this, just begin to step out and come right now. If you have any prayer need in your life, and as you come, I promise you, you're not going to be by yourself. For some of you, I, I hope this morning, listen, if, if you, you have already sensed it. And I hope I don't have to just remind you of this, but I hope already, like you're saying, I'm, I'm, I have lost loved ones. I have some things I need to pray for. Come on, amen. If you have lost family members and you haven't already stepped out, may now this be the reminder right now that we want to pray and bring those people to the Lord. Call, lay those names down. Lay those people before the Lord, the presence of God right now. So if you have lost family members, lost loved ones, today, that, that's your call. He's saying, come. May we just bring this to him this morning. Any prayer need, not one is insignificant. And today as we gather, as the worship team ministers in this last song, as we pray for our lost loved ones, we pray for you in this room who have needs in your life. Right now, may we just be reminded today that the ascension of Jesus changes everything for us. May we step into his promises this morning. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.